everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I am so glad you guys have joined me today at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and today is Tuesday, April 20th. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the headlines and why it is so important that we embrace wisdom. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Wow. So we got back from visiting South Dakota and uh, I really, I mean, we were looking forward to being there, getting away from the craziness of the Rona restrictions here in the Pacific Northwest and being where people didn't have masks on their faces and they weren't acting like the sky was falling every time you turn around. And I got to tell you guys, because people keep saying, well, I'm going to, I'm moving, you know, I'm going to move to Florida because I want to be with, you know, Ron DeSantis or whatever it is. And I got to tell you before I jump into my little devotional with you guys, because I got a little bit of a bone to pick. Uh, it was bonkers in uh, South Dakota and not because of their governor. Christy Nome is the governor of South Dakota. I had the privilege of meeting and talking with her husband, Brian wonderful people who love the Lord. But these corporate entities, you know, even though Christy Nome has said, open the state, hey, let's do it, right? She's She is actually protecting the state of South Dakota from illegal immigrants saying, hey, call me when you're an American. And uh, realizing that her job as governor is first to protect the citizens of her state, which is so refreshing right now, right? But really the stores, everywhere we went, the restaurants, uh, still just a zombie mask apocalypse. It's very discouraging. And on the way home, we were on Delta Airlines on the way home. And really, you know, I'm having to fly a lot right now, although I'm getting to the end of it and pretty quick here, we'll be back in the, in the motorhome. But the flight attendants really do make or break a flight. And Delta is just ramping up the insanity right now. So even if they give you, like I'm sitting there with a Diet Coke and I was trying to talk to this gentleman who was sitting next to me, trying to get to know him a little bit. And the flight attendant kept coming up and saying, excuse me, um, I, I can see that you're actively eating and drinking, but I'm going to need you to put that mask up over your nose and your mouth in between bites. And she came up, I think, three times because I fly all the time. And I'm already suffering the indignity of wearing the dumb thing, even though I know it doesn't work. And it's completely frustrating how quickly we're losing our civil liberties in this country. The last time she came up, I think the third time, she said, this is my final warning. And I was like, okay, I want to click my heels together three times and get off your dumb plane and get back in my motorhome. I'm going to read some of the headlines for you in a moment because uh, Fauci is starting to be seen for the fraud that he is. The guy's a menace, right? But we've got all these woke corporations, Coca-Cola, Major League Baseball, uh, Delta Airlines. I mean, I could go Costco. I could go on and on. The science doesn't back it up. We're not in, I mean, really the numbers don't even back it up. And yet we have these uh, these organizations, these corporate organizations, and we've got many now tyrannical governors and a president who's completely beside himself with incompetency leading our nation. And we need wisdom in the nation right now. We need it more than we have ever needed it. We are desperate, really, for wisdom. And the Bible teaches us that wisdom comes from God. There's a pruning and a planting that happens, right, in our lives. And the parables of the fig tree in Luke chapter 13, I just, I was thinking about this, the parables of the fig tree, right, the mustard seed and the yeast, uh, they, these give us wisdom on how, we're, how things grow in God's economy. And when we see things should be nurtured, 
uh, when activities, we're, we're going to know when we should stop activities and when we should start projects and all of those things. And outside of the wisdom that comes from God, we're going to struggle. We, we're just, we're going to struggle. The Bible teaches us that wisdom comes from God. And we live in a world right now that's equating knowledge with wisdom, right? They're conflating the two. And knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. Fauci might have all kinds of knowledge, which we can argue is uh, slanted in a hundred different kinds of ways. I personally think the guy is a criminal, but whatever. I get well. Um, I've invited the author of the of a book to come on my show next week. I'm hoping he and I heard from him this morning, so I think he's going to be on next week. But Steve Deese, uh, one of the authors of the Fauci and Bargain, where he talks about Dr. Fauci and calls him the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. In American history. And this guy has all this book learning and no wisdom. Absolutely no wisdom to back it up. I wrote in Bible Promises for Moms that a PhD from a prestigious school must mean that you're very wise, right? Not so fast there, Professor. Not so fast there, Dr. Fauci. The Bible says that knowledge apart from wisdom simply puffs us up and makes us arrogant. The Bible says that we are to pursue wisdom. It also promises that if we ask for wisdom, God will give it to us. And so, for example, when my 16-year-old gets stung by a bee, I need the knowledge of what to do about it to relieve the pain, right? So baking soda, Benadryl, those would be my friends. But wisdom is what we need as wives and mothers. Wisdom is what we need as citizens. Wisdom is what we need as influencers. Even as children of the king, we desperately need wisdom. So don't ever confuse knowledge with wisdom. A book or a website can give us knowledge, but a life devoted to understanding and pursuing God and seeking the fruit of the Spirit is a path of wisdom. The world needs God's wisdom, and He's chosen you. If you're listening to this today and you know the Lord Jesus, He's chosen you as a way to share that wisdom, right? James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask God and He'll give it to you. And he will not rebuke you for asking. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 14, 1, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Boy, we need wisdom. We need it now more than we've ever needed it. I hope you guys will continue just to pray with me for our nation. I'm going to go over some of the headlines with you guys today. But first, I want to say a shout out to Ashley from Florida, who wrote in to tell me how she was getting off the bench. Ashley said, I'm a mom of three littles, ages six, four, and nine months. My husband and I have been feeling the call to adopt and foster very strongly for two years. We started on the journey, but God said, wait, and blessed us with our third. We believe God is telling us now is the time to get off the bench, to be the salt and safe haven for little ones who are in places in foster care. So we are nervous and excited about what God is going to do through our family. I love that, Ashley. See, God has something he wants you to do. Every single one of you listening to this, you're not here for no reason. A plan and a purpose. You're here to be the salt and light to the culture around you. And it's so exciting for me as I continue just to uh, get letters from you and hear how you guys are getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Also, thank you for those of you who are supporting the podcast financially. Jessica from Michigan, Allison from California, Michelle from New Jersey. You guys, thank you so much for uh, getting involved in the ministry that is uh, the Heidi St. John podcast and MomStrong International. Many of you guys have been asking about Firmly Planted. 
And if you're interested in supporting the nonprofit organization that is Firmly Planted Family, you can also do that just by going to the show notes today. We would love to have you guys become part of our monthly givers. It really, really does make a difference. All right. If you guys aren't uh, joined with PJ Media, by the way, you can join. You can become a member there. I did that. That way you don't have to put up with the crazy ads and stuff. And also they give you you know, access to some VIP reporting. I, I'm really enjoying PJ Media. Really, they're pulling from great uh, pieces from journalists all around the world. And uh, I read an article called, Here's What Makes Me Angry This Week. <laughs> and I thought, do I really want to read that? Because I was already pretty pretty bummed out when I got off the plane yesterday. In fact, you guys, my family, like we're on, you know, we're flying back from from South Dakota and Delta, which used to be my favorite airlines, I'm sorry to go back to this again, but I'm just so annoyed. These flight attendants, I mean, they're as tyrannical as the governors who are locking down their citizens, right? So I saw them correcting people over and over, you know, people who are just like, you let your mask fall down just a little bit below your nose and they come up to you and say, excuse me, you know, I need to remind you. Do I need to remind you again? And they make the announcement every 15 minutes over the loudspeaker. And it's just terrible. I've gotten to where I just put my headphones in and turn the music up just so I don't have to listen. It's all I can do just to fly and not lose my mind right now because of the craziness that's around us. I told my husband I'm going to have an anaphylactic reaction to the fear and the stupidity. And I'm sorry to say that, but the stupidity that is all around us in the culture right now. And it's really getting hard to follow politics and not get angry on a regular basis. It's it's maddening to see all the progress that President Trump made over the last four years being destroyed so quickly by Joe Biden, the guy who said he'd be a uniter and he's not. He's a left wing zealot. And so uh, a journalist by the name of Matt Margolis wrote for PJ Media about these things that frustrated him, right, things that made him angry last week. And I was reading his list and I thought, yep, those are that's pretty much my list too. He said, uh, what's up with Governor Cuomo? If Andrew Cuomo was a Republican, he'd have resigned by now. Absolutely true. Despite the onslaught of sexual harassment accusations and the nursing home COVID scandal, somehow he's still in office. Have you guys noticed that there is an absolute double standard for Republicans and Democrats? completely double standard. Why? Because the media is in the tank for the Democrats. That's why. According to a report from on Friday, a hotline was set up as part of the impeachment inquiry about the governor, and it's received over 100 tips. The report says the investigation is supposed to take months. But the pessimist in me says that the longer this goes on, the better things are going to be for Cuomo. He's just waiting out the clock. And that's really lame. And Matt said, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm starting to think Cuomo's going to survive it. He's not going to resign. And the longer it takes to actually impeach him, the more likely it is that he survives. Also, you guys are noticing, and I'm I'm so glad to see more and more people speaking out against this. I'm going to have a wonderful young man who I met in Sioux Falls this last weekend on the show coming up with me probably here in the next couple of weeks, a black man who is living in the state right now of Minnesota. And that state is on fire because what's, you know, if you're watching what's happening in St. Paul, you recognize, wow, racism reached a totally, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy what's happening in the culture right now. And I was talking to this uh, young, this gentleman, his name's Alexander and so well-spoken. He's running for office there in Minnesota and he, he gets it. Like we're, we're, we're rapidly going backwards in this country. 
Have you guys noticed how many things have been deemed racist this year? I'm starting to lose count. I was at a, a hotel, which I won't give the name of on the show because it's not the hotel's fault. But there was a woman there who was serving breakfast to everybody. And I was making conversation with her. How are you? Fine. Would you like two sausage links or one? I'd like two. Thank you very much. Love the weather. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. There's a, a, um, a commercial playing behind us on like one of the, you know, woke morning TV shows about how our makeup should be green, like environmentally friendly, right? And this woman looks at me and she goes, don't you hate it that they're just telling you all the time how to live your life? And I was like, yeah, it's starting to bug me. And she goes, yeah, I just hate white people. <laughs> I looked down at myself and I was like, that's me. <laughs> I'm I'm the white girl who you're serving a sausage to right now. And for the next like minute and a half, which felt like eternity while she was serving at me, you know, fake eggs and probably fake sausage for all I know. I don't know. But she's serving these things up to me and she's telling me how she hates white people and white people are so stupid. And she was white, by the way, apologizing for the color of her skin and all this stuff. Guys, this is wrong. That is racism. And you would never, ever, ever out loud and rightfully so say, I hate Japanese people or I hate black people. So why is it okay now to start saying I hate white people? I mean, it's just, it's bananas to me. The term racist has lost all of its meaning. And Matt went on to say, you know, we all know what's going on. There's not enough legitimate racism to complain about. So the left has become regularly expanding on the meaning of the word racist just so they can have some racial injustice to complain about. Heck, the Democrats have been saying for years that voter ID laws are racist, even though a majority of African-Americans want voter ID, because we understand that's what helps you keep integrity in your election. So let's be honest, the Democrats don't care about racism. They don't. They aren't soldiers fighting against racial injustice. They're just looking out for their political interests, making accusations of racism against anything to bully the opposition into retreat. Think about this, you guys. Once Donald Trump decided to run for president, that was their default accusation. He's a racist. Prior to his entry into politics, particularly his questioning of Barack Obama's place of birth, he was rather universally admired as an American success story. So calling him racist was the only card they knew how to play with him, because as the 2016 election showed, his platform was actually popular with Americans. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, who's actually made legitimate racist comments over the years, got a free pass from the left media. I am sick of this stuff. And as we're watching this, you know, the NCAA upholding its policy to allow men to compete in women's sports. How many girls, you guys, are going to have to work hard their whole lives only to end up having their dreams crushed because some biological loser man is allowed to compete with them? The left claims to be the party of science, but when it comes to biological differences between males and females, suddenly science goes out the window in favor of feelings. This is what I'm talking to you guys about. We need wisdom. The emperor has no clothes. How, how long are we going to allow this to happen? And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going to be bullied into going along with this transgender nonsense. Biology is a fact. And the facts don't care about your feelings. But it frustrates me because, like Matt said, uh, refusing to be bullied into submission doesn't really help the countless girls who are going to be victimized by the transgender movement. Who would have ever thought that the concept of boys and girls being different would become a radical idea? And it's sweeping the nation so fast, it's harder and harder to protect our kids from it. And that's a problem. Take your kids out of public school and shame on the NCAA. Cowards, every single one of them. Cowards. 
there's a gentleman I was talking to in between being harassed by the Delta flight attendants this last weekend. And uh, he was talking to me about what's going on in Portland. You know, he's from North Carolina. He was on his way to Portland to do something. He said he was going to stay in downtown Portland. And I said, boy, if I was you, I wouldn't stay anywhere near downtown Portland because downtown Portland's legitimately on fire. Like they set fire to the Apple store the other day. Democrat policies ruining our nations, uh, our, our cities around the nation. And we got to talking about it and one thing led to another. And pretty soon he was like, are you watching what's happening with the NCAA? He said, I don't, I don't normally like to talk about politics, but it seems like he's, it seems like our kids are in trouble. Oh yeah, you right. They're in trouble. The emperor has no clothes. And speaking of the emperor, how come Fauci still has a job? I'd really like to know how come father Fauci still has a job. I I really don't. I'm watching him. He's an embarrassment. He's just, he's an embarrassment. Scaring people with his double masking, telling people it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine or if you don't, you still have to double mask. Keep your mask up. It's all over, all over Washington State, all over Oregon. Oregon's talking about making their mask mandate permanent, permanent. It's it's craziness. He's the one who's issued us all these, quote, life-saving COVID-19 protocols, and they've been nothing but random. There's no science. I mean, it's bad enough being under the heavy thumb of the government, but it's even worse when that thumb is also whimsical. It's amazing to me. Stephen Cruiser over at PJ Media said that he wrote a column last year saying that he would gladly go along with the mask mandates if businesses would open up again. That was all fine and good until he said, I got my second dose of the vaccine. I've been a little cranky about having to wear the mask since then. Yeah, I know it takes a couple of weeks after the second one for it to really kick in, but just the prospect of still being mask shamed when I've been vaccinated is getting me out of sorts. Now, you guys know me. I'm no fan of the vaccine, and actually, I think we're going to start hearing a lot of vaccine injuries. I think we're going to start hearing more and more uh, from people who are being injured by this vaccine that was rushed to market because we're afraid of a virus that we didn't understand with a 99.9% survival rate in the middle of uh, them trying to crucify you know, Donald Trump in the public square and tarnish his image and call him a racist and now we've got the pandemic and all of it no one will ever convince me that this stuff has not been weaponized and politicized ever 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 but I think Father Fauci has become the 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 spokesperson for the anti-vax movement and someone said to me the other day you know we were talking about whether or not I was an anti-vaxxer and I said no I wasn't but I'm starting to I'm starting to see why there are anti-vaxxers and the more the more you dig into this stuff you can't unsee the statistics But our ding-dong president is often seen wearing two masks, even though he says he's immune now. And if Father Fauci has his way, we're going to be wearing masks until we're all too old to care. We've got to learn to stand up for what's happening around us. It's more than just knowledge. It requires wisdom. It requires courage, the courage of your convictions to say, no, I'm not going to live by lies, as Rod Dreher said, quoting from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I'm not going to live by lies. When I know something is a lie, I'm not going to participate in it in as much as it depends on me. It's wisdom. It's courage. The courage to live not by lies, but by the courage of your convictions. And I'm just going to encourage you guys, and I'm going to keep doing it. I know some of you guys are are frustrated, but I think, you know, the United States, hopefully we're going to reach uh, Fauci immunity here pretty quickly. I'm going to come back tomorrow and talk about the science of herd immunity, by the way, which we should be talking about more and more and more. But there are a couple of states now that are uh, mandating masks for two-year-olds. You guys, this is criminal. And unless and until uh, normal people start standing up against it, we're going to be pushed farther and farther into the rabbit hole, I am afraid. Why? Because wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing.
We've got overwhelming amounts of information coming at us and absolutely no wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to take the things that are coming at you and make good and wise decisions. And so that means we look at a variety of, of aspects in which the culture is being affected by decisions that bureaucrats are making. Wisdom in parenting means that we, we look at each one of our children as individuals and we parent them according to their, uh, the needs that, that that individual child has and the wisdom that we get from walking with God and saying, Lord, we need your help. Because we do, right? More than ever, we need his help. Uh, as we wrap this up today, I'm just going to encourage you guys You know, I know I sound frustrated on the show today, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I am frustrated. Flying is very frustrating and very difficult for for me right now. The more I see of the nation and the more fear I see, the more I just am wondering where where are the people of wisdom? Where are the people of, of courage and conviction? But I know that they're out there, and you guys encourage me because I know a lot of you are listening to the show. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to remind you again that the Bible says that wisdom is found in the counsel of many and to be hanging out with people who are wise. It's okay for us to ask the questions. We need to ask questions. We need to keep asking questions, keep putting the pressure on our elected officials to say, no, explain this to me. Uh, And we're going to talk this week about the role of government and what government is actually for. Why do we have a government? Because I think we've kind of forgotten what the government is for. And certainly the government has forgotten what the government is for. It's part of the reason why I decided to run for Congress. Congress is supposed to be protecting the people, not protecting their own, own interests and lobbying for all kinds of pork and all kinds of things for themselves and working with lobbyists. But that's where we are right now, unfortunately. And it took us a long time to get where we are. It's going to take us a long time to back up. And whether I win my my in my race for uh, Congress or whether I don't, what I really am hoping is that it motivates you guys to get involved. Get involved. Love your communities enough to get involved. Love your state enough to get involved. Love, your, love the school children, the school-age children in your area enough to get involved. I was speaking, when I was speaking in South Dakota, I spoke for just a couple of moments on the devastating books that are coming by a landslide into our libraries now, our woke libraries. By the way, libraries, I'm going to say it again, are not safe places for your children anymore. They just are not. Open your own library. Make a library in your home and open it up. Make a library for your homeschool cooperative. But libraries, especially if they're members of the American Library Association, are not safe places for children. These are run literally by activists. And I I mentioned just a couple of things. And a woman came up to me after I was done. And she introduced herself and she said she was a librarian, went to college to become a librarian. She said, I have always loved the library. Uh, She was a homeschool mom whose kids had graduated. And she said, Heidi, what you know about the American Library Association is the tip of the iceberg. She said, please keep talking about it because there is wickedness, wickedness in the American Library Association. And she said her ability even to put good books out for children to read has been severely hampered in the last five or so years. And so I've been encouraging parents, just turn your library book in, your library card in. So you can go to your librarian and say, we're not going to come anymore until you start making a, a decision to stop being political and start protecting our children. If you want to put transgenderism and homosexuality into children's books, there should be some sort of a notice on the binding of that book so that parents know exactly what kind of books their kids are picking up. But they refuse to do it. Why? Because they're indoctrination centers. And again, it comes back to discernment. Lord, give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Help us to know how to handle these things that are happening in the culture right now and to speak to them with wisdom. 
what's happening right now to our children is is a full frontal assault. And as we talk about the, the, the terrible things that are happening, I don't want you to be discouraged because the part of the reason why I talk about these things with such boldness and such force here is because we're talking about bold lies. And the only antidote to a bold lie is bold truth. It will require boldness. It requires bravery. It requires courage of conviction. And it also requires this, this crazy balance of winsomeness too, being able to exercise the power of persuasion. But you guys, we need the help of God to do that. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to be asking the Lord more and more and more in the days to come. Give us wisdom, Lord. We need the wisdom of Solomon. And so I'm going to do that today. Let's end this podcast in prayer. Lord, we come before you today and our hearts are just burdened by what we see happening around us. Burdened by the fear, which you said isn't from you. Burdened by uh, a lack of access to right and good information. Lord, we see all kinds of things coming at us right now, and our hearts are troubled by many, many things. But your word says that we can ask you for wisdom, that you give it to us generously and without holding back. And so, Father, I'm asking for wisdom today for each person that's listening to this show and for myself. For people that you have put in positions of authority, Lord, particularly those who claim your name, Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom and strength, that we might be a blessing to those around us. Lord, I pray for our nation. We pray for the crisis, this just horrible situation at our southern border. Lord, we pray for our neighbors to the north, the Canadians who are being ruled by a tyrannical government right now that is hurting its people. They're hurting their own people. Lord, we need your help. And so we ask for your help today. And Lord, in the middle of it, I pray that you'd remind us that we are called to be both salt and light. And Father, it starts at home. I pray that we would love our families well. I pray that you'd be with my own children, Lord, and my husband. Help me to love them well. Thank you for the gift that you've given me of a wonderful family and a wonderful husband. I pray, Lord, that we would never take those gifts for granted. Lord, we love you. And we ask today that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts, the things that we think, would be pleasing to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you guys for listening today. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast, for your financial support, and for your prayers. We greatly appreciate it, particularly as I am out on the road now and uh, speaking almost every weekend and then coming home and campaigning during the week. It's a pretty busy schedule, and the Lord is being gracious to us, and we continue to thank you for your prayers and support. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.